Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 77 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of... Oh, this is my line. Shit. (gasps) Matthew. Um, Matthew. um, Matthew. um, Opinions. Opinions. That's it. I had it written down. We're good. Oh, God. Okay. Good, good, good. Don't ever let that fucking happen again, Matthew. So, hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, My name is Adam. I'm I'm Matthew. That's Matthew. I'm still Matthew. And to get started today, something strange happened to us about uh, what was it, like an hour ago. About now? an hour ago. Yeah. Um, Why don't you tell us, Matthew, what happened? Oh boy. Okay, I'll do the honors. So we didn't expect to open with this today. Uh, this was given to us from the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, let's just take it from the top here. Yeah. Me and Adam, Adam and I, we smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an unfortunate event that happens quite often. <laughs> um, but we do it. And normally we smoke cigarettes in the backyard. Mm-hmm. However, we've recently planted some lovely lavender and it has brought the bees with yes. the summertime. So there's bees infesting our backyard right now. Yes. Or just living in it, I guess. Yeah. So we were out front and we were smoking a cigarette and we were just doing the normal quietly smoking thing. Mm-hmm. And I looked down and off, probably about three feet away from me, off in the rocks, um, was a little shiny object. A shiny object? It was shiny, and the sun was glinting off of it, and I said, what the fuck is that? So, of course, I, I walked over to it, and now I'm out in the rocks, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty far away from the front door. Uh-huh. And I look down, and it's a key. A key? There's a key in the front yard. And Whatever the first thing I think is... Oh, sometimes you find keys. Kids walk by here a lot every day on the way home from school. They probably just threw a key or something. You know, Mm -hmm. it's probably a bike key or something dumb. And I need to note that this key was very worn down. This key looks like it had been in the front yard for months. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like it looked like it had like a design on it at one point. At one point there was paint. It was totally gone. It's now just like, like flat metal. Yeah. Okay. And I walk over to Adam. I'm like, hey, Adam, check it out. I found a key. And he's like, oh, cool. And he goes, does it open the front door? And I'm thinking in my head, like, fuck, no, it doesn't open the front door. But, you know, I'm an idiot. So I'm like, all right, let's try it. Let's just be stupid, you know? And I, I take like six or seven steps over to the front door and I put the key in. And lo and behold. And it was our fucking front door our key. Our front door key. It worked. It unlocked it. It locked it. I tried it twice. Yep. And at that point, Adam and I were very confused. Yes. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> um, you don't know where the key came from, do you? No. Not at all. And I'm under the impression all of us who live, there's four of us who live here. I'm under the impression we all have our key. I know I have mine. I know I have mine. I know what everyone else's key looks like. Yes. And I've never seen... This key, because there was enough of the paint left on it that we figured out what the symbol was. Yeah, it looked like it was a cow, like the like football Dallas team Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, and there's nobody who lives with us who who likes the Cowboys. Not even into sports, really. No, zero <laughs> percent. And that's the thing too is all of our keys have you know whatever design on it, and we just as you said, we know what everyone's like design is. Yeah. I've and, never seen a Cowboys yeah. key. And we had a roommate that lived here before you and the uh, and the other one who lives here lived here, and like 
and we know that they didn't have like a cowboy's key or anything. In fact, I'm pretty sure she gave the key back, and that's the key that she our knew. fourth roommate has now. And I know Justin gave me my key. Yeah, I, I got his, and he made himself a new one uh-huh. that he still has. Um, I've lived with you for coming up on a year. Yeah. So this key has been out there for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Now let's put one little <laughs> extra twist on this story because I left one small detail out, which mm-hmm. makes it even weirder. Mm-hmm. So Justin's parents came to visit uh-huh. about two months ago. Something like that. About yeah. two months ago. And during that visit, Justin's father changed out the locks mm-hmm. of the front door and I think some other ones on the inside. But definitely the front door yeah. was changed. So even... Had it been a key from someone way before me or you, the fucking lock was changed. Yeah. So why would an old key work in the new lock? Well, and not just that, but like on top of Justin's dad changing the lock, would you... What you know, you close on a house and then you know, they change the locks, yeah, they change the locks exactly. So, So, where in the hell did this key come from? Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? What I've also cleaned the yard many times. That was what weirded me out. I clean it two or three times a month. Mm -hmm. I pick the weeds, I get down and dirty with it, I've hoed the whole, whole front yard, yeah, every inch of it. I don't. Never was, come across it. It before. literally fell out of the sky. Adam. Like I said, the the only explanations I can think of, and they're not good explanations based off of the evidence we currently have, because like, <laughs> because the first thing, the first, well, the first thing I thought of was like, okay, maybe Justin gave his boyfriend a key, and maybe he dropped the key or something like that. But I, we know Justin's boyfriend, and I don't think he's a Cowboys fan. Like, that, I mean, and I really don't think he has a key. I think that they've yeah. specifically talked about getting him a key. And he was like, no, because he right? doesn't have yeah. one yet. But uh, and but and even if he did, like, like I said, I'm pretty sure he's not a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I, so the only explanation on top of that then is like, oh well, they just chose a random design when they made the key made. But then the question is, if you were at a key station, you were given all these designs, and you're not into the Dallas Cowboys, you're probably not going to choose the Dallas Cowboys thing. Well, and it's been out there long enough for all the paint to come off of yeah, it, yeah, exactly. For it to just be like brass, so it's, it's clearly been months. Yes. But the thing is, if somebody were using it to get into the house, I, you know, I, I, I there's a lot of expensive stuff in this house, you know, it, and none of it's missing to, to my knowledge. It also wasn't found near where the cars are parked. It wasn't near no. the driveway. There's like a little in the walkway yard, yeah. from the driveway to the front door. It wasn't near the walkway. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in the middle of the front yard, but it was like three three feet off of the walkway right you would have had to take a step over and then lose like the key. you would have had to drop it and then like kick it you know into the front yard it's like somebody at, a, threw at an odd the angle key over there. <laughs> yeah dude it was really weird we felt the need to tell the world about it it it, it got me thinking of these weird stories of and there's been a couple of stories out there like this that i've heard where there's like somebody living in the attic or something like that in somebody's home. Have you heard <laughs> these you stories have no before? Idea. Okay, so <laughs> there was this particular footage that came out that circulated. Oh, it would be hot in our attic. I feel oh, bad. yes, it would. I wish he would just introduce himself. Well, there's been cases of cupboards also. No. So, yeah, so there was this footage that was going around, um, I, I want to say almost like 10 years ago at this point, <clears throat> but 
<laughs> I remember the story was there was this couple that lived in the house and they started to notice things like either missing or becoming misplaced or like so you think it's a ghost food from their first right? yes, like, oh, well, you know, we some shit like whatever. that and I don't even think that was the first conclusion they jumped to but it was just a, it was happening enough to where they're like okay let's put up security cameras because obviously there, <laughs> there's some weird shit going on here and so they, they put up security cameras in their home oh my god this would be mortifying and yeah so and they had a security camera in the kitchen and right above like above the fridge but to the right right like something you you would almost need like a ladder or something in there to like actually be able to reach but there were cupboards up there uh-huh. and they saw in the security footage this like ratty woman coming out of the cupboard like got down from the cupboard like opened the fridge took some like food out of there like ate it a little bit you know threw away the trash and like went back up into the cupboard and they saw this footage now imagine we put up security cameras around this house right and you and i are sitting in this room and we're watching the footage from the, from the security camera. And all of a sudden, we see somebody climb out of a cupboard in our kitchen that we never go into. You know, and then go back in after eating food or whatnot. So now, think about it. We're just like, okay, well, we know somebody's currently in this house with us. And then we both go downstairs, staring at that fucking cupboard, knowing there's somebody in that fucking cupboard. Like, Bro, oof. so... Immediately, it makes me think that it was staged because I have some questions about all this. So you're telling me that for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. these this family, this, this couple, uh-huh. was going in and out of their kitchen at different times of the day. Mm-hmm. And this woman never coughed, sneezed, farted, nothing, rolled over at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. She was perfectly ninja discreet well, every time. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, there's definitely, because, I mean, I, I was definitely skeptical when I first saw it also. The only reason why I put validity to it is because I've heard of these kind of stories before. That's they, insane. They How don't... uncomfortable to live in a cupboard. Yeah. So, I mean, it's very possible, because this was just the one piece of footage that I saw from the security camera. It's very possible that this, you know, woman would leave the house at some points or for extended periods or or whatever it is, you know. And, uh, but like, I have heard other stories too. This was, that was the first story I heard about a cupboard. Usually it's like a, uh, like attic, you know, they'll have somebody squatting in their attic. That I can do believe. they'll the footage and they'll come Because there's usually and... a, a hole on the outside to yeah. let, to air the attic out mm-hmm. that you can get in from. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, it wouldn't be comfortable, but you could do it. <laughs> right. Um, so that I can believe. That would be mortifying terrifying (laughs) i would rather the person just come and knock on my front door and be like hey i've been living in your attic (laughs) i just want to let you know i've moved out (laughs) Um, and i at that point would be like well it's already been happening Mm -hmm. and you haven't murdered me yet (laughs) so let's consider you maybe just being a roommate (laughs) there you go maybe we could just figure something out (laughs) you know what i mean it's like you stay up there just keep to yourself don't make yourself known but now you have to pay me to live here (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know i'd never go in the attic if somebody wanted to live up there i mean that's on it's pretty hot but if that was a person who was already like living up there and making themselves you know unbeknownst to anybody else who lived here my constituency would be like you have to pay me now and you still have to like 
make me forget about you. I don't ever want to see you. I don't ever oh. want to know you're up there. <laughs> you just keep doing just your thing you and, clean. and send a check through the vents, you know, when, <laughs> when the first comes. You'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to the neighbor's attic. <laughs> Neighbor doesn't charge. <laughs> they have much, they have Wi-Fi in their attic. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that? that just somebody would squats be, attic um, to attic. That would be a rough life, man. That's that's rough. I have no question though that there are people out there who. So do what? That. What got us onto that? How did we start talking about the key? Finding the key. Oh, if there was someone living in our cupboard. Yeah. I would take a broom mm-hmm. and I would knock on the cupboard with the broom handle. <laughs> like, hey, get out! Like, hey, I know you're in there. Come on, <laughs> just just come on. What a life to lead, you know. But it's funny though. I, I always think about those things, and just as you said, like you know, really somebody put themselves up in a cupboard, you know, for however long, and just you know, ninjaed it for you know however long they were up there. But then I think of all the time to all the things you hear about or that people have done, and I'm just like, yeah, well, I do believe there are people out there who would fucking do that my dad actually has a story when he was young Uh i guess i don't know it was before i was alive but Uh he tells the story that he went to throw something away Mm -hmm. but it was like in a dumpster like a public dumpster you know right and i don't know he had like a piece of trash so he just lifted up the lid of the whole dumpster to throw the trash in there like you would do right and when he lifted it up a guy like was in there and he was like, get the fuck out of my house, blah, 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 like that, like yelled at him. And it like startled the shit out of my dad, right? Right. So he told me the story and I was apparently too young to hear that story yeah. because I was absolutely terrified for a few years of opening any kind of trash can because I was just like, someone was it? like, I would literally stand as far away as possible and like just lift it a little and mm-hmm. like look and yeah, because I was terrified someone would be in there. So that story reminds me. Never happened of an irrational fear that I had when I was younger <laughs> that my parents told me about. So, and, uh, but it was also due to something like my parents, you know, let me see yeah. or, you know, told you me. You just happened to be a little too just, young. Yeah, a little too yeah. young for mm-hmm. it. And that was my par- I was I went through a dinosaur stage, right? As, as okay. much little boys do. Yeah. And so... Obviously, the the main dinosaur movie of the time and probably of history to this point is you know Jurassic Park. Clearly, so my so my parents let me watch Jurassic Park, but there were two parts in the movie that they didn't want me to watch. And the first one was the beginning part where the guy's like getting pulled into the cage by the raptor. It was like the very opening of the movie, uh-huh. right? And then the second part was where the guy escapes from the car when the T-Rex is escaping from its enclosure and he goes and runs into the like porter potty, the bathroom, <laughs> and the T-Rex comes down from uh, from overhead and picks him oh, up and eats hilarious. him, right? Yeah. So those were the two parts that my parents did not want me to see. Well, at one point, we had a babysitter. <laughs> And the baby, you know, and I liked watching Jurassic Park. So I was like, oh, I want to watch this movie. I want to watch this movie. And she's like, okay. You know, but she had no clue that my parents were like, hey, this part of this part, don't let him watch it. Right. You're so, like, this is my chance Yeah, this is my chance. Part. Exactly. <laughs> so I watched it. And the way my, and my parents didn't know that I had watched Jurassic Park while uh, the babysitter was there. So, and I was just like out of the throes of potty training. Like that part was already done. And I started regressing oh, back to like peeing in the bed or going You're in like, my I'm pants. not into it anymore. Yeah. And my parent and my mom specifically told me, she goes for the, and we couldn't figure out why 
you like w- stopped going to the toilet to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. And then she told me that she remembers, you know, like carrying me over to the bathroom once and like sitting there with me while I was on the toilet. And she goes, and you were just shaking Adam. <gasps> like you were just shaking. And uh-huh. I kept trying to figure, ask you like, what is wrong? Like, what are you scared of? And I finally responded one day and I said, I was scared that a T-Rex was going to come up from above me. And she fucking and knew. just fucking eat me. Me, yeah and, and like, she was like damn it <laughs> exactly <laughs> she's like fuck somebody showed you the fucking movie <laughs> didn't they and so and after that it basically just came down to my like basically my dad being like you know nut the fuck up and use the yeah. damn toilet, like how many people do you know, know have been eaten by a t-rex while they were <laughs> exactly anybody no you're gonna be fine <laughs> but that was just one weird irrational fear I had because I just watched one little clip and my little two-year-old mind took it out of context. Oh, dude, it doesn't take much to no. terrify a kid. There's no. a fine line between excitement and terror. And parents terrifying. don't realize that either. Parents forget about that shit, you know, because we, we well, see yeah. such stuff now that's just like, whatever, you know, obviously fake. And then you don't realize dude, there's enough real shit to be scared zero of. Zero clue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, movies, whatever. That's not real. I wonder if that's what ends up happening to us when Absolutely. we're younger and we watch horror. Like, it, like oh. not, but I just mean like not so much becoming desensitized by like what we see in horror movies. It's just getting older and just as you said, realizing there's a lot more horrible shit going oh, yeah. on in the world. Yes, it's just literally less scary. Yeah, the, the movies are as mm-hmm. you get older because you find scarier things. Yeah. that actually happen because the stuff that actually happens ends up scaring you more simply because it's real. The only scary movie. <clears throat> Really, that kind of creeps me out. Mm -hmm. And, like, I can still watch it, but it does genuinely creep me out, is Mm -hmm. Michael Myers, the Halloween movies. Yeah. Because he's totally, he's, like, in my opinion, he's very realistic. Yeah, true. Uh, Other than the can be shot 12 times. Yeah, yeah. He's he's pulled a 50 cent here and there. first movie was a very realistic. The way he kills and his stalker (laughs) mentality, he's just just kind of a serial killer. I think we've talked about this before, actually, on the podcast. Yeah, I I think we had Um, a whole podcast about horror. For me personally... That real, real, like that Michael Myers actually could exist, mm-hmm. that makes him scarier to me. I'm trying to think of like what truly scares me now as far as horror movies are concerned. And like, I I really can't think of it. I mean, horror movies have become so saturated is the, the wrong word, but but they're just all the same now, right? You know, it's all just about a different monster and a j- different jump cut. I think I know? have an answer for it. What? As you get older. I think, at least for me, uh-huh. I don't know if it's like this for everyone, but documentaries start to become start to scare you. a lot creepier. And not so much documentaries that like, to, but documentaries about estranged things. Right. Like things from space. Mm-hmm. Um spiritual encounters yeah one in particular that i'm really thinking of is i watched a documentary about um kids who claim that they've lived past lives oh where that they, was, that they was show them pictures eerie. and st- yeah. there's one one case in particular where this kid uh was going to his grandma's house uh-huh. and his grandma had a picture on the wall and the kid walked by the picture one day as he was getting older and this kid's like six or eight years old he's right. a little kid and he was like that's uh that's fred or whatever you know, i'm just making up an in the picture there right and his grandpa was in the picture it was a picture of his grandpa but he wasn't pointing at his grandpa he was pointing at a stranger totally right. different dude and you know nobody thought anything of it and they were like oh whatever it's just him using his imagination uh-huh. and the stories got like more and more vivid and more and more vivid and he started telling us and the grandma was like, what the fuck? This is kind of weird. 
and like looked it up and found that in the in her husband's like squad there was a guy uh-huh. with the name that the kid was saying and with a little bit further research found that like these were actual events that the kid was talking about oh wow and it was just weird it could have been totally scripted it could have uh-huh but it was very convincing well i remember there was a very prominent case of that kind of stuff that happened I, I don't even know when it happened, but they made like a movie off of it. And it yeah. was the kid who had said that he had like, it was kind of similar to where like he pointed out a picture of like his dead grandpa, you know, that had never been alive while uh-huh. the kid was alive. And he said that he was in heaven and he like met the grandpa yeah. and met these other family members that the, that the, the, uh, living family had never like mentioned to this little boy before, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just that same kind of thing of like, Oh, well before the kid was born, he was, you know, in heaven with God and, you know, met all of his old ancestors and stuff. And, um, as far that, and that's not really a past life story, but there is another past life story that I heard that I actually may have watched with you almost a year ago now, probably, but it was about a kid who, uh, was like the same thing. He was talking about how he was, a woman in his past life and he was able to give a name for that woman and he even said that he uh he died in a fire uh-huh. and they then they started you know looking more into it as he and kept the story more matches stuff. up and he yeah. was at and when they found picture they brought somebody over and because they did find so that they called this expert or whatever this journalist and they were able to find this woman, this young black woman uh, who lived in, I think it was like Chicago and she did die in a fire Mm -hmm. and she had the name too that the boy had talked about or that had mentioned. So, but the boy had never seen a picture of this woman before. Right. So Uh he has no, so he had no clue if she was white or black or young or old, just knew that he was a woman that died in a fire and he knew the name. So this journalist came over and he, she put a bunch of different pictures of women on the table and the, and included in that was this woman with the same name that the boy was mentioning. Right. And they asked him, can you point to the, to who you were in your past life? And he pointed to the woman See. with the same name. Yeah. it's And for me, it just makes it a little extra interesting that it's kids. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess a, an adult could be telling the kid to do it. But kids don't really have a whole lot to gain. Yeah. Like, a kid doesn't really care about a million dollars. He just wants, like, candy and toys and shit, right? Yeah. Like, so why would a kid want to become famous by making up this story? And, shit? and like, yeah. I don't know. They don't, in my... In my experience, children don't possess the level of, like, uh, manipulation that an adult does. Kids can manipulate, yes, but not to the level of, like, making up, like, looking up research about someone and then making up a story. Well, and especially as young as they are, because you never hear, it's never like a 14-year-old who's like, I used to be John. It's always a little kid. Yeah, it's always, like, between the ages of, like, three and eight. Yeah. You know, that are saying this stuff. And just as you said, they, they don't have the, you know, cognitive ability as of yet to like go on the internet and be like, hey, how can I, I make mean, this I story guess more realistic? These could be exceptional kids, right? True. And that's why it's so yeah. rare that you only hear about it because you mm-hmm. only get an exceptional kid every so often. Mm-hmm. It's possible. Right. But 
it's that would be a very strange pattern mm-hmm. emerging of these exceptional kids being born and every one of them being interested yeah. in lying about a past life. Well, that's and, a very weird pattern. Yeah, one well, something that adds validity to those kids also is what well, well, we're talking about are extreme cases you know where kids are able to give details you know of this past yeah. life they live but there's a lot of recorded things out there of kids talking about stuff that never happened or talking about things that did happen but they would have no way of knowing and a, a lot of the times it's like in passing you know but it's just weird enough to catch your attention mm-hmm. and so it there there's there's tons of like articles and studies and stories out there of people who truly do believe that you do live you know multiple lives and Dude, it's a hard one the for evi- me. and the evidence is know. in these kids so it's really like personally <laughs> difficult for me to make a decision on that mm-hmm. because my human experiences like totally point to yes you live multiple lives what human experiences like just just for context like just these stories that you hear and Mm, things that i've learned throughout living as a human here on earth like it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. that that could happen gotcha but then my religious beliefs tell Mm -hmm. me that that it doesn't say that it doesn't happen, but it doesn't ever say that it does happen. Like, right. I'm Christian, and there's mm-hmm. nowhere in the Bible that says you live multiple lives. Right. It doesn't necessarily say, like, you do not, mm-hmm. but if there was something that big, you'd think they would mention it. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's not mentioned. So that would lead me to think that it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, my brain tells me, like, yeah, there's a lot of evidence. It mm-hmm. probably happens. Yeah, I well, I've I've looked into different theories and stuff in regards to this kind of stuff too. And one commonality I always see when people are are asked, you know, like what is spiritual people, I should say, yeah. what are asked like what is the meaning of life or something like that, right? Usually it's always met with an answer that's like to learn, right? You know, Usually to gain it's learning, knowledge. choices, knowledge, something exactly. along those lines. Yes. So I've heard theories out there in regards to the past life stuff is if there is a God and if there is a heaven, then the whole purpose of going and living these different lives over and over again is there's constantly more that you need to learn. And when you... And when you've kind of reached this pinnacle point where you're done, you know, and and you've learned all that you personally need to know for whatever, to be at peace, whatever it is, then that's when you move on to the other side. Well, and also I've thought about it too, that like I've tried to just think logically about it, Mm -hmm. which is hard to do when you're talking about religion Mm -hmm. and belief and stuff, but I've tried and like people didn't used to live as long as they do now. People used to live like half as long as they do now. Mm -hmm. Like 30 was the life expectancy in like the middle ages, right? I don't know if that's exactly the number. I'm not a historian. probably pretty close But I think, you know, 30 was a pretty good long life back then. I'd probably even argue it was probably younger, honestly. And I have heard (laughs) reports also that there were many, many like 60 and 70 year olds in the medieval times. Yeah, of course. But the infant mortality rate was so high Mm -hmm. that the average number we get if you take zero so many times and then 70 years old sometimes, right. the average you get because of all the zeros, they drag it down right. to 30. So if you go back to medieval days, there would be lots of old people. Mm-hmm. But in general, you didn't live as long on average. Right. Okay, so it's kind of a misconception. But let's just assume you only lived 
half as long as you do now, mm-hmm. that would mean you only get half as much time to figure everything out yeah. on a spiritual level, mm-hmm. right? Because you're limited by health technology here in this life. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to keep your body alive to keep your spirit in it so you can keep learning, right? right? But now we live longer. So now we get like 60 years on average to figure mm-hmm. out who we are and make decisions and learn and stuff. So that doesn't seem super fair to me. And everything about the Bible that I've read, mm-hmm. I find it to be pretty fair mm-hmm. in my belief system. You know, even like when Jesus died for our sins, you know, the people who came before him, mm-hmm. they never got a choice. Well, he went to hell after, before he rose and he preached to them, right? So he gave everyone a choice. Right. So uh, the Bible tends to find ways or find a reason to link things to make it so that everyone gets a chance at it. Right. So for me to think that God gave half of his beings, you know, or maybe more than that, because more mm-hmm. people lived before us than right. live now, that God gave so many of his beings half as much chance. And he gives them more and more chance over time. That seems weird to me. Well, maybe it's it's fair, but just on a on a level that we can't comprehend. You know, maybe it, maybe well, you like, would almost need multiple lives. Well, well, that, if you only live to be twenty, you need another one, right? Well, and that that's what I mean. And, and I would say that they get that. And it, yeah, I think it, so. it may I be, think maybe they might. I, I mean, I feel like they would have to. It's like if you have a basket, and you know, let's let's. Easter just passed. Let's use an Easter, you know, analogy here. You know, like, let's say you have four kids and they all have a basket and they all have to collect only one colored egg, right? But Mm -hmm. out there, there's five five green eggs, five red eggs, five orange eggs, five yellow eggs. And they're all going after orange eggs. And they're all, yeah, well, they're all going after their respective eggs. Okay, they all have a different color they're going after. But they will all end with five eggs by the end of it. So they're all going to have the same amount of eggs. Right. So, but the first kid finds all the five eggs in five minutes. He's already done. He's back inside enjoying, you know, his candy and watching TV. Right. The other one, it takes him two hours to find all five eggs. And then one person, maybe it, it, one kid takes him three days to finally find all five eggs, you know. Exactly. But it's fair because in the end, you all still have five eggs. Right. You see what I mean? Well, and for a long time, and part of me still believes that, you're put into a situation in the life that you're given where mm-hmm. you're able to find all your eggs in one lifetime. True. You know, I, you wouldn't be put into a situation you can't handle. I but, do I do believe that. And I think that's where just chance comes in and is in regards to God whether God is fair or unfair, he's he's fair in the sense that he gives everybody free will, but free will in itself creates a very unfair life. But see, I don't think that God particularly cares about technology here on earth and i don't think god particularly cares about health care no and health technology and hospitals on earth that doesn't really mean shit to him that's well and i I don't think it does either but that's a result of free will though well right right but for for those things those tangible Mm -hmm. things to affect how much opportunity is given to what's supposed to be his children right that would just seem weird to me it's it's the more and more i'm thinking about it Uh it's like you would almost have to have multiple lives in order for everyone to get that same chance yeah and and maybe that's very well what happens i mean i always kind of going along that theory it makes me think of people who we regard as as being old souls right 
Yeah. You know, and you'll and there's something very inspiring when you watch these people in interviews or whatever it is. And there there's a particular uh musical artist I really enjoy named uh Aurora. And whether you like her music or not, if you like watch interviews with her, this this woman just looks like she has it figured out. She's all just about she's very whimsical, all very about <sighs> like it's one of those you can't help but to like her, right? Right. And it's one of those like I watch those and we know there are people People, multiple people out there like that, maybe this is their last life. Maybe the reason they're like that is because they've learned everything and now they just live in, you know, mindful peace. Or maybe they keep coming back even though they figured it out because you got to help everyone else figure it yeah, out. Maybe. Because in the Bible, we're all brothers and sisters. Right. You know, you're supposed to love everyone like a brother and a sister, a right. family. So just because you figured it out, just because you got all your eggs. Mm-hmm. As far as the Bible that I read from, at least, it would say you wouldn't go inside and start eating your chocolate. Mm-hmm. You would help everyone else get all of their eggs. And right. then all of you would go inside and eat the chocolate together. Right. You know what I mean? So maybe these wonderful old souls and these late... Oop, I almost spilled my coffee. Sorry, guys. <laughs> maybe these people who seem like they have it figured out, they do. Mm-hmm. But then they come back to... To help us out, to help the rest of us out. Yeah, it's very possible. And maybe that's where maybe. choice comes in. Maybe it's that choice to you know move on or you know come back. But you come back with that. It's, it's still hard for me though because <clears throat> I just feel like it would be it would be talked about in there somewhere. Well, it's it's maybe it's just one of those things that we're not supposed to know about because the the reason why we hear about the only little kids talking about this stuff is because it sounds like it's just stuff that bleeds over. Right. And as they get older, I think a lot of that kind of knowledge and stuff goes away. I mean, it's like the dinosaur theory on it is it's only kids because they're still innocent. Like they haven't gotten the, um, it's the metaphor for it in the Bible is the knowledge. They haven't like eaten the fruit yet, you know? So they still have, that's why you don't hear like 14 year olds talking about once you hit a certain age and you get into society, you're Mm -hmm. desensitized. Your innocence goes away. Right. You know, and then you wouldn't be able to remember it. But at the same, it's my theory. Right. 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 Well, no. And and I would agree with that to an extent, but, but the problem is though, not all kids, you know, recall this stuff. Just a few of them recall well, this and stuff. And I think most of us, mm-hmm. the vast majority, don't remember right. um, even being a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But a baby still has a brain and is recording things with right. its memory. It just, I don't know. Basically, what I'm trying to say here, without being a biologist or a scientist, <laughs> right? the point I'm trying to make is there's people with superhuman abilities who are born mm-hmm. in different areas there's people who can be outside in the cold and mm-hmm. can keep a warm body temperature there's and these people who can do these crazy like huge math equations very quickly so they're still normal people uh-huh. but they have a skill that all of us have but don't usually can like tap can't into. tap into yeah. we're not wired to do it and I think just like some people are wired to be calculators, uh-huh. some people are wired to remember when they were fucking babies yeah. and like really little, mm-hmm. possibly even as far back as the the spiritual world. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That seems a little far-fetched to me because your brain wasn't involved there. Well, but... if, if we're going off of this belief of that you you do live past lives the question i've always wondered is you know 
me right now, I'm Adam. I have a personality as Adam that is unique to everybody else. And uh-huh. you have, you know, Matthew with a personality that's unique to everybody else. So if you live these past lives, you know, am, am I still like, am I still Adam? Does my brain still operate as Adam, but it's just Adam. If I grew up with these particular experiences or is it a totally different personality altogether? And if so, like, does our soul hold on to, is there a tangible like thing that makes us, us, that makes you, you. So my theory on it, cause <clears throat> mm-hmm. there's no way of actually knowing, right? right? But my theory on it from the top of my head would be, you're your spirit Mm -hmm. so there's like a spirit there's a soul inside you right you're you're that and then that each body each life would be like you going to a different continent okay to be a tourist at a different continent so if in this life as adam hansen if you go to brazil Mm -hmm. and you experience brazil for a month and then you go to another country and then you go here and then you go there When you came back home after 10 years of traveling around the world, you Mm -hmm. would have a lot of different experiences, and those different experiences would culminate into your personality. Right. Would kind of make you who you are, right? They would shape you. Uh Uh-huh. So I think there's a... My theory is that there's a similarity going on with all these lives. Mm. That your spirit is you, but you could have been Sally Mm -hmm. in a past life, then you could have been... Beckingham before right. that and you could have been something and each life is like a different place that you went as a tourist mm-hmm. and it's shaping your personality the current personality that spirit. I have yes. now so this life now is just like visiting a new place it's giving you mm-hmm. an experience that in your next life you will use it'll be a new part of your personality right uh, is is what I would think if past lives no, are. No, I mean a thing. that's 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 very similar to how I think about it. Of, of just that we have like a, there's like a base, you know. And then it could be that each one on is totally that. separate, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could that's be. That's true, also. But <clears throat> that seems a little less meaningful to me, though. If everyone is separate, then where's the end to it? Well, and then the question arises as well of if we are all. If if we're all constantly living these, you know, new lives and, and we have past lives, you know, what we see in the world and what we've seen through history is the population keeps constantly going up. Mm-hmm. So which ones are so are we seeing like an influx of like you could have been an animal at some point, you know, and now like you're a human and like, there's just a lot of like animal to human stuff happening, or there are just a lot of new souls that are being created now that are living their first life on this planet. Now you see, do you well, see what I'm saying with like the, the like heightening in population, the growth in population? Are you trying things? to ask, like, do you think that the species intermingle? Like, do you think you could have been an animal before and a human now and then an animal again well, I later? Guess that, I, guess that's, I guess that's, like, half of uh, my question. But, the, like, the, the more important part is just— Oh, there's more human bodies. Like, there's more human bodies. So, so well, yeah, does that, that equate that to, would, to new I would think souls? That that, yes. Yes. Or, like, I guess the question is, is there a finite number of souls and there just happens to be more living a human experience right now? No, I would say that there's more souls being created. Okay. That, yes. Well, because, so my actual belief system, like mm-hmm. what I've lived my life believing is mm-hmm. is the story of the Bible, is right. there are no <clears throat> multiple lives. You just live this life, 
and then when your spirit passes, it goes into the spirit world, mm-hmm. and then there's judgment, blah, 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 blah. You figure out where you're going to be. Right. So in that system, every time someone's born, it's that the creator, God, made a new soul and right. put him into that body. Mm. So there's no complications there of right. any kind of overlapping or anything like that. Now, if we're going to use a system where there are multiple lives, mm-hmm. so I understand what you're saying now, there would have to be still a creator creating new souls. Mm-hmm. And then once that soul is unleashed, it starts to make new lives. Right. But now what if you have an event? Okay, so this, this system's rocking and rolling. Uh-huh. All right, and people are growing, and the creator's making new souls, and some are dying, and they're done with their journey, and mm-hmm. some are dying and being reborn. And the system's rocking. It's getting bigger, bigger, bigger. Uh-huh. Then you have, like, the Black Plague. Yeah. And it wipes out two-thirds of Earth. Mm-hmm. So let's just, for easy numbers, let's say there's 10 billion people. Mm-hmm. And let's just say half get wiped out. So now there's 5 billion. Okay. Okay. But that doesn't mean that 5 billion souls are just done with their journey. Right. Right? And that's the question. 5 billion people didn't just figure it out spontaneously. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they did. And that's why the creator made the an event happened. happen. Who knows? This is all just it's, philosophy, isn't it? it? Is. This is all it theory. Is. Well, and, and that actually that actually struck a chord with me because one thing that Vince and I have had a lot of conversations about mm-hmm. is how every single time, and we've seen this in history, much like the bubonic plague, every single time the earth gets overpopulated, something happens. Mm-hmm. To steady out the population again. Sometimes it's disease. Sometimes it's genocide. Sometimes it's natural disaster. Uh Like whatever. There's been a couple of really, really big, not extinctions, but close to it. Like huge sloths of people getting wiped out. Yes, Yes, exactly. It's happened a couple times. So it's. So kind of going off of that theory, it could be very possible of like, okay, well, we have all these people who are done. They just, you know? it's just an enlightenment. Now, what would be interesting is to go further and look, do some research and mm-hmm. see if before these huge die-off events, uh-huh. I guess we'll call them, I don't know what else to call them, yeah. before these millions of people dying in a short period of time happen, is there any kind of golden era before that? Is there any kind of enlightenment era before that? True. Do some really detailed research on like, what was being discovered around the world during that time? What, what were the advances being made? And see if there's any correlation between advancement mm-hmm. and wipeout events. Ooh, that would be, be interesting. interesting. I don't yeah. know of any of those. If anyone out there knows of any documentaries or anything that has to do with that, I would be fascinated. Yeah. Um, it would be a huge amount of research to do. It would be very difficult. Oh, yeah. But it's... that would be fascinating. Yeah, dude, it's oh. it'd be the balance of life, right? That that's that's what it comes down to. Humans advance, so they need less humans, so we wipe out some of the humans. Well, and it gets to this is a horrible way to say it, but well, <laughs> but even but even just on like the terms of like the enlightenment, you know, if we're going off of this, you know, idea that you live these multiple lives, and let's just use the Black Plague again as an example, you know, humans have been around for I don't even know what the number is. Let's say ten thousand years. And I don't think that's hugely far off. Is that okay? I really don't. But I don't know. so let's say humans have been around for ten thousand years. Well, that's ten thousand years worth of life. And like, as much as I know, there are a lot of things you know off the scale that we can't even comprehend. I really just my my heart of hearts cannot see you know us having to live ten thousand years worth of multiple lives to figure it out. You know what I mean? So. 
Uh, so then that's when well, I know in put this those... system, there would have to be some of the souls would figure it out and would yeah. be done and with their some journey. Some of them wouldn't, right? Some wouldn't and would be reborn. And then some would be new would souls that continue. the creators make. Because yeah. the whole point of making <clears throat> souls, the Bible says, it mm-hmm. actually discusses the whole point of why God is even doing this and exerting the energy to make souls is he's lonely. He wants friends. Right. We're literally supposed to be his friends. Uh-huh. And there's actually a pretty dis- – there's a distinction between – we're not his servants. We're his buddies. Right. He created the angels to be servants. Mm-hmm. And it's serve the same way that it's it's not serve like what we think. It's not like yeah, bring yeah, you yeah. platters of food. It's it's like when he says woman was made to serve man. Uh-huh. It's it's you're a helper. You're a, you're a lover. You're someone to guide through life. Right. That's what serve means. It's not mm-hmm. what we think is today. But anyway, we are literally, we're God's homies. Uh-huh. Uh, the angels are the ones who serve and help. Mm-hmm. You know, there's... there's there's a distinction. Right. I don't think you become an angel when you die. You're a different thing. You're a spirit. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't think so yeah. either in regards to <laughs> So, yeah, he but... would be in this system, he'd be creating new ones because he mm-hmm. wants more homies. Yeah. You know. It's It's an in- kind of an... makes sense. We just kind of it, d- it does kind of make sense, it, doesn't it? We? Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. It's it's really fun to think about those kind of stuff. That kind of stuff, though, when it comes to, like past lives and yeah, I mean, it's and it's something Justin and I have discussed many times, and we we've even discussed it on a very kind of fantasy level in regards to like zodiac signs, right? Yeah, where like um, I believe Aquarius is the first one on the zodiac sign list, uh-huh. and Leo's the middle, and I believe the very last one is. Capricorn, one of those, or it might be Pisces actually, but um, but if you go through those, uh, we have this theory that like you start off as an Aquarius, and then you go and you then live. I think Pisces after Aquarius, that you do Pisces and then so on and so forth, do them in order, and that's why. And if you look at like the person, the quote unquote, the personality traits of the different, um. Uh, of the different uh, zodiac signs, it it kind of follows this weird, strange story of like Aquarius. You're young, you're figuring it out. You kind of have the traits of like you know a young child, you know, who's still pure and has this imagination. Aren't the water signs and supposed then, to be like enlightened and knowledgeable and use their well, to, well, to an extent, a lot and their knowledge a lot. Well, I mean, to an extent, it is it is just a theory, but it was just it's one of I never thought. Yeah, of it. it was just that one of those things that once you get to, uh, you know, the end, it's like, okay, you know, here you are, you figure. I'm almost it out. there. <laughs> almost <November>. there. <laughs> one more to go, baby. But uh, and, and Justin, Justin too believes in regards to like the past, like because Justin believes in the past life stuff, and Justin believes though that you always have like a circle no matter what life you live in. So like, but they always like appear in different ways. So like, what's who's your best friend in this life you have now might've been your wife in your past life or who is this person here? But like, but not just romantic soulmates, but like literal. Yeah. But there's like a circle of them. Like you could have five or 10 people you constantly reconnect with in every life in different ways. Yeah. Could be. I'll tell you that, I mean, we all kind of know, like, you have a feeling inside when mm. you feel if things are naughty or if they're right, right? right? Like, you know good and bad, right? Even yeah, as a little yeah, kid. Yeah. You just, you know that pulling the wings off a fly is naughty. It makes you feel weird. Yeah. Right? For the most part, unless you have, like, 
a differently wired brain. Right. But on average, you know right and wrong. But even if you do it, there's yeah. that like, oh, this was wrong to do it. I did it. <laughs> you know? Most, the majority of people just have a feeling inside of, of what so. they're doing is right or wrong. Yeah. And I know for me personally, thinking about past lives, mm-hmm. I don't feel naughty. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's wrong to think that. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, honestly, if when I think about it, like when I feel it, I don't feel that it is actually a thing. No. Like I can't say that I believe in past lives mm-hmm. because truly, if I had to pick a sheet of paper, one said yes, one said no, uh-huh. I'm going to pick up no. Mm-hmm. In my heart of hearts, I don't believe in past lives. Okay. However, I am very willing to admit and to look into all the evidence that is surfacing because there's yeah. a shit ton of evidence. I it's think, super fascinating. I think when it comes in regards to past lives, and this is coming from somebody who is not as religious as you are, at least not uh-huh. in the same way, I look at it as like kind of the same way to where I think there's some validity to the past life stuff. Definitely. But I think like the things you and I have discussed about it today is like a very basic level. Of oh, it and all. it would have to be basic because you know, there's no way to understand it fully. Yeah. But I feel like if I were to do more research into it and to look at the different evidence that may exist in regards to it on both the small and the larger scales, I feel like I could come up with a theory that would feel more valid. You know, and add more validity yeah. to something like that. And it would certainly make it less it. mystical, less yeah, mysterious, you exactly. know, just to have some knowledge. I've literally never looked looked it up. I've never mm. read about it. I've only watched a couple of documentaries throughout my life. Yeah, same So here. we're talking maybe three documentaries in 26 years. Right. Okay, so I'm, I'm not very versed in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is definitely a teaser for your brain. It's... I, I don't know if anyone could say that they're not interested in it. Yeah. At least. You know, it's it's an interesting topic. It, it really is. And like I said, it doesn't make me feel like I'm doing anything wrong. No. You know, so like I said, I'm okay it, with exploring it. it, it yeah, exactly. It, if anything, it just makes me more interested in it. I'm like, oh, how far does this rabbit hole go? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, hopefully one day we get to um, find the answer. Right? Yeah. I I feel like this is going to be one of those conversations where, like, we're going to go, at like, months not talking about this again. But, like, on and off, you and I will be like, oh, this happened or this happened. Dude, if I see anything and then we're going to have another it, conversation. I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. And then we're going to have another conversation man. with a much grander theory that we both have on the subject. People always usually, I guess not always, but in general, people want to know where they came from mm-hmm. and they want to know where they're going to go. They kind of right. just want to know why they're here, you know? Why they're here is interesting too, but I think more so it, where am I going to go? Yeah. Where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. I can live with not knowing why I was here uh-huh. if you told me where, what what's going to happen to me. Mm. That's the most, for me, that's the most nerve wracking thing. That's the biggest unknown. Yeah. Honestly. Just anything but have it be totally over. Yeah. Anything and- but that. I was just going to say, so <laughs> when I think about like dying and stuff like that, death truly does not scare me. And the reason why death doesn't scare me is because like for, for one, for example, we have 
you know, a lot of evidence knowing to where we know like death's obviously a natural process. We know that DMT is released before you die. So you, you get well, basically an acid people trip. People who have you know? had near-death experiences will say that it's not scary in the moment. Exactly. And it's that's scary leading point. up to it. But that moment, once you accept I'm dead, I'm mm-hmm. going to die right now. You just, okay, this is it. it. There's no way to explain it, but the mm-hmm. stories I've heard, like you said, is it's it's a very um, peaceful process. And that's my point. So death does not scare me because of that. The only thing that scares me is the possibility of there being nothing afterwards. Oh, dude, that would suck. Yeah. Ugh. You know, but at the same... I, I don't know if... Ugh. But at the you same time... It, it's At the same time... Yeah, it's weird to think about. But at the same time, it's like, well, if there is nothing and you just don't exist anymore, well, you don't even have a chance to feel like bad exactly. about not existing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> For me, just... I don't know. Let me keep going. To tell you the truth, I just as a final note here, because we know that DMT gets released, you know, and it's just a natural occurring chemical in your brain. It only gets unleashed once Mm -hmm. unless you artificially take a chemical to make it unleash. It literally lives in your brain for the moment that you die. Mm -hmm. as as far as I as I know, well, I I believe there's other uses also, but I mean that's a whole other conversation. But I mean, but but just my point being though is that. Sometimes I think that, you know, like acid trips will last about eight to 10 hours. You'll get about five to six hour trip with shrooms. Ayahuasca is like a 10, you know, they all have different timelines, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that moment when you die and that DMT is released, that you ride that for it until the next thing happens for you to move on from there. I think, I, it's, so. I think it's just the longest trip that you get, you know, that's just how you exist and where you exist now. Truly. I guess I'd probably be okay with that. I would be too. That's not the worst thing that could happen no. to me, at least. And anybody who does psychedelics, they all say, oh, I feel at peace and blah, blah, and this and that. So if I get to feel like that just forever. Except the ones that eat people's faces. <laughs> well, I don't even know if those are psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> That's just called the zombie drug. Usually people enjoy it that I've heard Usually, of. Usually 99.9% of people. But anyways. <laughs> those are skewed statistics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, on that note. Oh, thank you. That was a fun. I didn't mean fun... for it to be a religious uh, podcast. It was fun, though. It was fun. Hope it, it didn't offend anybody. Sorry if we did. And it all started about, uh, with a story about a finding a key in the front yard. Dude, the key was so fucking weird. <laughs> it was. That's gonna, how this all started, though. We're going to look further into the key, guys. We'll let you know more about that. We'll, we'll give you updates, guys. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you made it to the end, hashtag past lives in the comments you know just hashtag that thank you and remember we have all the social media platforms you can follow us on and remember we have a patreon www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial any final thoughts matthew we need more foam guys we need more foam (laughs) help us out we love you guys donate donate all right guys goodbye love you bye